Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Caps were in action last night. They are idle this evening, unlike the Wiz who are playing a back-to-back. Capitals getting ready for action tomorrow. Mike Vogel, washcaps.com. You can read his work and his insight on the team. What a performance. Four to nothing. They earned a couple of power plays early. Got a five-on-three mojo pots a goal. And it was really downhill from their Vogues as they went to MSG and beat a Rangers team that was just about as hot as the Caps were going in. Yeah, that's a, that's a really tough game, uh, Grant, that first game after the holiday break, especially if you have to play on the road because uh, you're, not, you're not allowed to travel the night before as is typical in the NHL. So you you got an early uh, early flight out. I know I had to get up at 5.30 yesterday morning. I've had more nights in my life where I'm still awake at 5.30 than, than I'm getting up at 5.30. <laughs> so it, it was a tough one for a lot of guys. It makes for a long day, takes guys out of their routine. And, and they went right up there. And like you say, that, that they took advantage of that, that first power play. The, the first 10 minutes or so were a little sloppy on both sides, and that's what you expect. Guys have been off the ice for three days. You're not allowed to have any uh, team-related activities. So there's a bunch of icing. There's some neutral zone turnovers. It's a little sloppy. They managed to get that lead, and that's been the, really the difference for them over the last uh, – the, the second quarter of the season, let's say, compared to the first quarter is just finding a way to, you know, if they do give up the first goal, make sure they get the next one. They, they've not been digging themselves deep holes as they were doing early in the season – and like you say, that they get that big goal uh, from Johansson uh, on the five-on-three, and then it was it was kind of tight. You know, it was just uh, two two like you said, two really hot teams kind of punching each other. Uh, and those two goals late in the second, I thought were massive. Um, you get the first one from from Gustafson on on the odd man rush, the Rangers challenge. Then you get a power play. Johansson gets robbed again, and now it's you know it's only two nothing. Rangers are at home. They play well there going into the third period, but the Lars Eller goal, I thought, changed the, the complexion. That goal coming with 36 seconds left in the second period, that made it a little bit too big of a hill for the Rangers to climb, even though they had the three power plays there in the third period. Vogues, we've been talking off and on throughout the show about the Caps being 13-3-1 in their last 17 now, and in that time giving up barely over two goals a game, and I'm wondering if it's been better goaltending or, or better defensive play in front of the goalies because, man, are, are they looking good in the net right now. Yeah, they are. I think it's a combination of both, Grant. I think uh, definitely both goaltenders have played extremely well. Have played. Uh, I think both of those guys have played well all season. I think early in the season, 
the Caps squandered some some pretty good goaltending performances from both of those guys, but especially from from Darcy Kemper. He wasn't getting the the run support that Charlie was getting early in the season. And, and then uh, for me, they just played so much better as a five man unit in all three zones, but especially in in the D zone, they're not getting they're not getting have they get pucks out pretty quick and they they get. Again, it's it's a five-man unit. You see a guy getting a little bit of trouble. He's always got some support. Um, they, they don't get ganged up. They don't, you, you don't see one guy going up against three trying to get a puck out of a corner. They've, they, they've uh, figured out ways to make these little small plays. Uh, sometimes it takes a village to get the puck out of your end, and, and, and they recognize that. And um, I, I just think they're, they're – they're playing as a group, and, and you know Peter Laviolette alluded to it a little bit uh, uh, today, talking about how you know when when the system works, and when you see the results in the system working, it gives you the confidence to play it because you, you, I mean you want to win. So when you're out there, that, I mean that just kind of helps the buy-in. When when what you're doing on the ice produces positive results. You're going to keep doing it, and so it's going to keep producing positive results. And kind of where we are now with with ten wins in eleven games, and even the game they lost in there, I mean they outplayed Dallas that night and, and lost on a, on a goal off of uh, Lars Eller's backside, two to one. So that's how close they are to, to you know potentially an eleven game winning streak right now. Vogues, great insight. Thank you, sir. Yep, thanks, guys. We appreciate you as always, Mike Vogel. Check him out. Washcaps.com. All right, let's keep the blitz moving. Two games to go for the Commanders. They need to win both, and they're in. If they win one, they'll need some help. They got the Browns this weekend at FedEx. Cowboys coming to town in one week. Michael Phillips, Richmond Times Dispatch, joins us now. And Michael, I just saw you tweeting about this. Did the Commanders let the cat out of the bag on their mascot already? Let the hog out of the bag. I I think they let the... uh let the world know what the mascot was going to be when they named it Hogs Appreciation Day and said they would give out hog noses to the first fans through the doors and many of the hogs would be there. I, I think that was that was the first hint, um, but, but we've got a little firmer confirmation now. Yeah, they tweeted as a, from the team account, the hogs are welcoming a new teammate. Be in your seats at halftime for our mascot reveal with what appears to be uh, like smoke in the tunnel and some type of hog-like creature uh, in mascot form coming out of the tunnel. So what is the state of? I didn't talk about this at all yesterday, and this came down on Boxing Day when I was opening presents at my family's house. What is the deal with the former hogs that are angry and upset? And it, it's not a lawsuit, but it could be. Where are we at on that? All right, most of them are going to be there this weekend. Obviously, John Riggins uh uh, you know, bridges have been burned there along the way. He's, he's not going to be there. But most of the hogs will be there. Um, the contention is that the, the group of hogs, you know, part of the initial group, uh, is filing for, to, for a trademark on the term hogs. They have informed the team they would like compensation for the team having a hog mascot, paying royalties to the hogs. Um, the team uh, has declined to do that. They've said, you know, if you want to get a trademark, that's great. If you want to sell merchandise to hogs, that's great. But we can have a hog mascot if we want to have a hog mascot. The people I talk to say, yeah, that's probably right. Um, now, the one court Dan Snyder always loses in is the, the court of public opinion. So they put out their statement on Monday. And, and you know, look, are you going to side with John Riggins, who had one of the greatest runs in the history of, of Redskins football, or are you going to side with Dan Snyder? And, and, you know, fill in your own list there. 
I get why people are, are siding with them, but I, I don't think there's a lot of merit there. I, I think it's a bit of a bit of a play for, for money, so to speak. And uh, uh, good news is most of them will be there. Joe Gibbs is going to be there. Uh, shouldn't take away from what's going to be a pretty festive day at the park. Yeah, it's supposed to be very festive. As you said, I mean, everything's lining up for them pregame, right? Gibbs is coming oh, back. You're yeah. unveiling the hog. I, I see that tickets are cheaper than they've been in weeks, though. I, I, there are thousands of them available. I was talking to someone today saying that there's some nerves maybe about turnout this weekend on a holiday weekend, which is somewhat understandable. I mean, what are we anticipating in that regard in a got-to-have-a-game at FedEx? It's brutal timing. I mean, you know, it's it's the morning after New Year's Eve night. Uh, you know, people. People enjoy New Year's Eve night, Grant. Um, you know, I, I, I've been told that some people go out late and consume beverages. And uh, look, Landover is a tough trek to make on a normal Sunday, but on a hangover Sunday where you're waking up late anyway and the game will be televised, uh, it's a tough ask for fans. I, I get that. And uh, obviously uh, the atmosphere at FedEx over the years has been well documented. So I, I certainly understand the fears. I think they'll probably be realized. I think the best you can hope for, I think back to that Jacksonville game in the opener, like it was just the lower bowl. The upper bowl was empty, but the lower bowl was spirited. They were making noise. They were loud. They were fun. Uh, I, I think that's what you're hoping for is it's a small crowd, but it, but it's a good crowd and a noisy crowd, and, and everybody feels you know like, like there's some juice there. Bet you didn't have in the office pool that we would be talking for four minutes before I asked you about Carson <laughs> Wentz starting at quarterback, but here we are. I guess part of why I wait is, to me, this was the the least surprising thing ever. Of I mean, course. I, I think this was weeks in the making, and here we are. I mean, what did you make of, of Rivera saying he's going to Wentz and for the reasons that he gave? I mean, look, he could have played this safe. He certainly could have said we're going with Heineke. Heineke had a great first half in San Francisco. The players like him. It's a couple winnable games here. Uh, we're not going to mess with the mojo. He put his thumb on the scale. He messed with the mojo. Uh, and in doing so, Ron takes ownership of the situation. He, he thinks he's making a move to a better quarterback. Um, we'll find out if that's true or not. What I know is if he had stuck with Heineke and they had lost down the stretch, I think people would have just kind of said, well, you know, it wasn't a good enough team. I think now they'll say, hey, you know, th- this was Ron's call and, and this is Ron's team and he's putting his stamp on, on this final stretch here. I get why they're doing it. It's a dangerous move at a dangerous time, but uh, – He's done so little riverboating this year. Uh, why, why not have it in a big situation? Does Carson Wentz have a legitimate chance to play well over two weeks and become the guy next year? To me, he's got to win the playoff game. I, I just think, look, no disrespect to the Browns. They're an NFL-caliber football team. Like they're, they're not a joke like the Texans were, but that's a beatable team. You know, these guys should win on Sunday. I, I, don't, like, I get that the line's at one and a half, but these guys are better on paper than the Browns and uh, they've got more to play for. And I, I, I think they should win on Sunday. Um, if the Cowboys rest the starters, that's, that's an equal, like that's not a, you get another year of $20 million kind of win. If you, if you beat Cooper rush, uh, I think he'd have to win the playoff game to get there. Um, I, I, you know, not ruling it out. Obviously it's the NFL. Anything could happen, but that'd be a heck of a three game heater to, to change the narrative. Certainly would. Michael, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Take care, Grant. Michael Phillips, Richmond Times, Dispatch. Have you guys seen the injury report for the Titans yet? They play the Cowboys tomorrow. Thursday night football, nobody's playing in this game for the Titans. I mean, it is ridiculous. Cowboys by a million. So, you know Tannehill's out, and so far, the limited Malik Willis that we've seen 
uh, looks like he he might be ready in three years to start for the Titans. Okay, that guy throwing a forward pass is it's like watching the little giants. Like everyone claps when they get a yard. So you got that going for them. He's at quarterback. They have ruled out Ryan Tannehill, their best defensive player Jeffrey Simmons, a starting tackle, safety Amani Hooker, linebacker and edge rusher Bud Dupree, their top linebacker Zach Cunningham, another linebacker Dylan Cole, and a defensive back Josh Thompson. Also doubtful for the game. Derrick Henry, you've heard of him. And uh, Christian Fulton, one of their starting corners. And their other edge rusher, Danico Autry. Who's playing for that team? Now, I love Thursday night football because I like watching it. But this is a win for the Thursday night football is bad for the league crowd. Because the Titans are trying to make the playoffs, as hilarious and sad as that sounds, in their terrible division where they've just been overtaken for at least the moment by Jacksonville. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 